Episode 20, Sales Part 2. Welcome to Radio War Stories. In every episode, hosts Dave Jagger and Don Nelson reach into their arsenal of decades of radio experience to entertain you with their most amusing, enthralling, and interesting stories. Suit up and get ready for today's episode. Hi, it's Dave Jagger. And Don Nelson. And it's Radio War Stories once again this week. Don is so excited. The one thing Don always tells me, the one th- I'm talking about you third person here, the one thing you always tell me, Don, is how much you love sales. Yeah, was, you love that fun. face-to-face thing. Yeah. You love that kind of back and forth. You know, why should I buy this? Well, here's why. This, you know, oh man, now you're really making me want it. The whole Dale Carnegie experience that way. We're, you know, Dave, when we talked about various uh, sales stories last week, uh, there's just one that was so good, i got to bring it up this week. Okay? Well, please do, yeah. Uh, there was an appliance dealer in Rock Island, Illinois, by the name of Chuck Dobler, D-O-B-B-L-E-R. He went on, he actually had four stores in, in the various cities uh, there in the Quad Cities, so mm-hmm. it worked out well. Right. And he was another one of those tough nuts that just nobody really could crack, and I would go in and we'd talk, and the one thing he'd always bring up was the fact that uh, he remembered when I did the late-night show from the Plantation Restaurant. Now, the Plantation was the home of a gentleman by the name of Vili, and he was an automobile manufacturer, and, and a luxury car in the 20s was the Vili, which was manufactured in Moline, Illinois. Happy time has its bell. Uh, V-E-L-I-E. But, but this this former home of his was who knows what, 100,000 square it was it was enormous, sitting on a bluff uh, overlooking the Rock River and yeah. the airport and all of that and uh, they had various rooms the Tahitian room with that atmosphere, the library and what have you, but he would always say you know, I, I, that one must have been a lot of fun because I gotta tell you the plantation is my favorite restaurant, so boom, I've got a clue Ooh, yeah, so I said, well, hey how about next week we have lunch at the plantation. He says, you're on, terrific. So, uh, I swing by, I pick him up, that was a mistake. Uh, <laughs> I pick him up, <laughs> we head over to lunch, well, you know, we get there at maybe 12.30, and Chuck says, uh, I'm up for a martini, how about you? Well, uh, you know from having been around me that I am a one-drink wonder, all right? <laughs> <laughs> and that drink better not be at noon, because if it is, I want to take a little nap. Right? Yeah. Uh, well, it's that empty stomach after breakfast has already gone down, and you're like, okay, nap time after that martini. I know what you mean. So here we are, and it's now 3 o'clock, and I said, oh, my gosh. Chuck, uh, maybe we should order some lunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And uh, he says, yeah, good idea. So, so we order the lunch, and... Uh, then he starts peeling off co-op dollars, and I end up with wow. with a whole bunch of orders sitting there waiting on our lunch to come. And got to tell you, I'd had trouble just trying to see what he was putting in front of me at this point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, you know, we got the order. I got him back. I, I probably made it home about 4.30 and slept for you know, 12 oh, hours. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this became a regular ritual. However, 
with my uh, inability to handle those kinds of situations, <laughs> I was blessed with having literally known everybody who worked at the plantation because I did the show there. Oh, yeah. I yeah. knew the managers, I knew the maitre d's, I knew the bartenders, and I said to them, I went out before and I said, hey, I'm bringing my client in and you know what a lightweight I am. So when I order a martini, water. Okay. Ooh. Water. All right. All right. So they bring it out and everything is good. Well, we continued to have these lunches about once a month and, and would get a nice order going along with it. And at one point, uh, uh, we were in some other situation, and, and Chuck Dobler says to whoever it was we were talking to, I got to tell you, this Nelson can drink like a fish. <laughs> When it's water, it's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> it was just getting those those olives down with that water. Oh, you know? yeah. yeah. I would have I switched to the twist, <laughs> I think. Man, that's a great story. You know, it's funny. Every time you talk about uh, a hard client that was, or a client that was hard to get on the air, my memory goes back to the time that I was in sales that we talked about last week. And there was one client and it was an auto dealership and it was the Pontiac uh, dealership and he was right at the intersection of a couple of the main highways in Victoria. Uh, this guy refused every radio station sales request that ever, he wouldn't even talk to you. You could go in there and he'd just look at you. I called on him maybe twice because all he ever did was advertise in the local newspaper. So I remember after one of our sales seminars that we'd gone to, one of the guys had said, make sure you tell your client the next time you come into one that's really hard to deal with, if they're a newspaper advertiser, go in there and say, Mr. Advertiser, Mr. Client, I'm going to show you a way you can keep the exact same budget you have now and never pay a dime more and still advertise in the newspaper and on the radio. And they would look at me, or he looked at me like, well, what are you talking about? How am I going to spend the same amount of money and do that? I said, well, you just divide it in half. You give half to radio and half to the newspaper. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Uh-uh. <laughs> he wanted me to turn on my heel and leave right then because every Saturday or Sunday, he had a double truck right in the middle of the Victoria Advocate. And he was not going to change that. So that didn't work. Didn't happen. It didn't happen. I tried everything I could, and that guy would not go on the air. But, you know, the salespeople, no matter what they're selling, uh, are all kind of a, a breed under their own. Uh, one thing that I lucked into, again, in, in the Quad Cities was uh, another appliance dealer. I was big on appliance dealers because they had all that co-op. Dollars sure. Yeah, right. Frigidaire. And, and, and uh, this, this uh, appliance guy, his name was Aaron Novak. Novak's TV and Appliances. And I found out after calling on Aaron for a year or so that every Tuesday morning, he had breakfast at 7 a.m. with a couple of his buddies. One of them was the Buick dealer, uh, and uh, the other one was a, a clothing uh, dealer or a clothing store. But they all met at 7 a.m. and had breakfast. So I managed to get myself invited to, to join them because there was room for one more at the table. Sure. You know? Yeah. And I'd sit up there, and, and for the first few months, you know, I didn't 
really do anything other than just kick back and enjoy listening to these guys and what have you. And, and then Aaron would say, uh, well, let's go back over to the store, John. We'll get some schedules lined up for you. And then the, the Buick guy said, well, as long as you're here, uh, you know. And, oh, and wow. So, so it ended up that literally the, those Tuesday morning 7 a.m. breakfast left me walking out with a handful of contracts. It worked incredibly well. And one thing we were talking about earlier was uh, – Satellites. Yes. Satellite radio. Yeah. You know, I am old enough to remember standing in my front yard looking at Sputnik. Mm -hmm. I mean, they they gave the times and this, the Russians are coming, you know, they came over the horizon and we stood there and that was the very first satellite and that was absolutely amazing. But before, before we had satellites, we did it a little differently. Uh, Our radio station in Moline was WQUA. Right. And Mr. Flambeau put a new radio station on the air in Galesburg, Illinois, which was about 50 miles south. And, of course, uh, he called it WQUB. And in order to save money, because it was a new venture, and I've already told you that he at one time had me working 2 to 4, 6, 15, 8, and 10, 30 to 1 a.m. Well, with WQUB in Galesburg, instead of hiring an air staff, he bought a Plymouth station wagon, and he says, guys, I'm going to give you a 50% increase in your salary. You do your show, your morning show at WQUA, and you get in the station wagon, and you drive down to Galesburg, and you do afternoons in Galesburg. Wow. Then you bring the station wagon back. <laughs> <laughs> But, but there were three of us, uh, three on-air guys, who actually worked both markets, WQUA Moline, WQUB Galesburg, and I'll never remember. I'll be darned. Uh, uh, doing a station break at one point uh, at, WQU, uh, at WQUA, and I said, this is WQUB in, uh, uh, it's W, well, it's either WQUA <laughs> or WQUB, uh, both Another of the fabulous G. Laverne Flambeau stations. All right? <laughs> Boom. Of course, you know the hotline. Oh, off. yeah, absolutely. And this voice on the other end said, enough of that crap, kid. <laughs> <laughs> satellite. Well, that was a very early forerunner of satellite broadcasting. It was called the Buick or Plymouth or whatever it was. The Plymouth Station Wagon. Yeah, the Station right. Wagon. Oh my gosh. Satellite Music Network is the first one I remember mm-hmm. uh, for coming in. And I have a couple of friends, one friend that still lives in Victoria, and you'll recognize who he is. It's Phil Robbins, the guy that was on the motorcycle sure. with when we went driving through Victoria that particular day. So um, during his radio career, he kept getting offered jobs locally there in Victoria by the guy that had uh, been hired by Bob Woodman, uh, a guy by the name of Doug McDougal, uh, to be program director. Doug and the rest of the staff, even though we had, were having a great time there, didn't particularly care for Dr- uh, Doug because he was just mean to us. Uh, unless he was inebriated, he was not terribly nice. Oh, okay. uh, and uh, he had just come out of the army and had been in there for quite a while. This was supposed to be Vietnam, obviously. And uh, so he just wasn't 
we didn't hang out with him. Uh, if he'd wanted to hang out with us when he first came in, it might have been a little different. Once again, here I am throwing poison arrows, and I shouldn't because this guy has passed on. But uh, uh, well, anyway, now you can get away with it. I can't get away with it now. But uh, we just didn't get along with Doug. So Doug kept Phil in Victoria for a long time. Phil still lives in Victoria. And uh, so Phil kept getting these jobs. Doug would call him up and say, listen, man, I'm getting ready to, because there were all kinds of open frequencies in the, in the 70s, late 70s, early 80s. Sure. And uh, for FM. So he bought uh, one or two down there and wanted Phil to come along and get programming and everything underway. Everything they did was either, they either purchased the reel-to-reel stuff or live assist automation or... Later on down the road, it was Satellite Music Network right. and Classic Rock. Sure. Uh, so he actually went in and did a lot of that, and he came up here to Dallas, and they showed him the operation because they were based here in Dallas, and uh, showed him all the stuff. And, you know, if you need anything from us, our guys are, because it was live assist as well, which I didn't really wrap my head around at the time. But he said it sounded great. I mean, they had a great Classic Rock and back then, most of the classic rock stuff was like 60s music. Right. That's really classy. Yeah. <laughs> Nowadays, it's Aerosmith and, and some of the others. But back then, it was a little different. So, anyway, Satellite Music Network made a big impact. I remember that. And there were a lot of stations that still hired full-time staffs to be on the air. It wasn't until later on down the road that they found out, hey, they can get voice tracking guys to in their studio to be our guys and just punch in the, the call letters right, and whatever exactly. locally. What was your experience with some satellite music? Uh, you know, again, uh, the satellite uh, didn't really have an effect on me because by the time the satellites came into being, I was either in Los Angeles or in New York, and, and you just didn't do satellite stuff sure. on those uh, super prime radio stations. It's just not something that you did. By the way, there was a, a guy here may still be here, uh, but he, who also did the commute, except he commuted between Dallas and Chicago. Yep. And that was Joyner? That was Tom Joyner, Tom the fly Joyner. jock. Right. As a matter of fact, uh, when he retired from doing that, did mornings here in Dallas, afternoons in Chicago, American Airlines gave him his seat. <laughs> they actually pulled it out of the airplane because he was on the same flight every day. Uh-huh. So he knew the flight crew, obviously. And they gave him that seat when he retired as a fly jock. Tom Joyner's still on the air. Uh-huh. Once again, syndicated over satellite. But well. but not having to get on airplanes and go back Not and having to do that yeah, anymore. Now, you know, I'm, I'm a little upset now to learn that Joyner got a seat because... Back when I was doing that trip between St. Joe, Missouri, or Kansas City and Indianapolis, and they call me Chicken Man, yeah, uh, yeah. I never got a seat. <laughs> <laughs> you should have, Don. We're going to call up whoever owns that airline now, find that airplane if it still exists. And it, pull it's that Howard seat. Hughes, and I'm sure he's around ah, somewhere. Well, yeah. if it was, yeah, I'm sure he probably is. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, you know, more reminiscing about sales and stuff is always a lot of fun. Uh, next week, something a little bit different. Donna's asked me to put together a montage of some things, and I'll do that for you next week. Thank you for that recommendation, and uh, we'll do that next week. Looking forward to it, Dave. Stay safe. Thanks for listening to Radio War Stories. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
Like us on Facebook at Radio War Stories and call in with your questions or comments here or on Skype. Skype at RadioWarStories.com. We look forward to hearing from you. See you next week. We'll be right back. 